Hello and welcome to episode four of Life in the Cat Lane, the podcast where we cover all things cat from health and behavior to history and lore. I am your neighborhood cat wrangler, Jamie, and today we'll be covering everyone's favorite stinky green herb, catnip. As always, sources will be linked in the episode show notes. If you've spent any significant time with cats or watched enough cat videos online, then chances are you've witnessed our feline friends getting absolutely goofy when they encounter catnip. So what is it about catnip that makes our normally dignified furry friends get lost in the sauce? Catnip is part of the mint family, native to Europe and Asia. When you bruise it, the leaves will give off a lightning, pungent, skunky aroma And just like cats, it's considered invasive in North America. If you've ever made the mistake of planting any type of mint in the ground, you know how quickly it can take over. Unless, of course, you have helpful feline gardeners like I do. I have tried direct sowing, buying starters, growing it in a greenhouse with very little success myself. I initially blamed raccoons for my greenhouse plants being overturned every night until I happened to catch Autumn sneaking in after dinner one night. Turns out, the colony was essentially turning the greenhouse into their own catnip hotbox. I'll link it in the episode notes, but even hiding starter plants didn't work. OC found them and demolished them in one session. So, when I want to give the cats a treat, it's much less stressful just to buy it dried. Now, not all cats like catnip, Young kittens won't have a response to it until they're about 8 to 12 weeks old, and elderly cats tend to lose their receptiveness to it as well. A cat's ability to respond to catnip is tied to a hereditary gene and, most importantly, their sense of smell. About 70% of cats, and that's not just your domestic house cat, but every member of the feline family has the potential to have a catnip response, even lions and tigers. The catnip response is a series of four main actions, but not limited to them. First, they'll sniff, then lick or chew the catnip with a signature head shake, then rub their chin and cheeks on it, and do a head slash body roll against the catnip. Other responses can include things like aggression, sexual arousal, playfulness, digging, growling, salivating, purring, and a video you can see on our Instagram includes Autumn gently patting her brother on the head while they both imbibe. The catnip response lasts on average between 10 to 15 minutes with about an hour refractory time. During that time, they won't react to catnip at all, which is why you may witness your cat being hyped and playful for a few minutes and then zoned out or sleepy afterwards. Not only have researchers been able to show it causes hallucinogenic responses, it also causes a similar reaction that opioids do for us. When a new feral mom moved into my garage, I found her taking a break during labor to enjoy a new potted catnip plant that I had left near the garage door, anecdotally suggesting that cats may actually intentionally seek out catnip as pain relief. Because catnip is the herb that keeps on giving, new research actually brings a third benefit of catnip for cats. It's a great mosquito repellent. 
While it's the smelling of the catnip that gives them the hallucinogenic and opioid benefits, by rubbing their faces against it, it gets the oil on their fur and their skin, giving them protection against mosquitoes. Silvervine, a plant native in Asia, contains a chemical compound similar to the chemical compound in catnip that has been isolated to create that catnip reaction. Dubbed the Metatabi reaction, smelling silvervine can cause the same behaviors that we see in cats taking in catnip. Available commercially in a powder or stick form, my cats go absolutely bananas for it. Their favorite dried catnip is a mix of catnip and silvervine. The latest video on our Instagram is the cats enjoying just that mix. And because cats are the best and deserve everything, valerian root also has a similar chemical compound in the same family as the one found in silvervine and catnip, giving cats a third option for a good time. If you have an adult cat that has never been too interested in catnip, Valerian root or silver vine are worth trying just to see if your cat reacts to those instead. As of yet, no other animals have been found to have that catnip reaction, though researchers have found it can cause depression in rats. But that doesn't mean we haven't tried to find a way to incorporate it into our own diet. Folk medicine has seen catnip used in food and drink and topical treatments to address things like cramps, bringing on missed periods, indigestion, headaches, even cancer. Sadly, the only thing it's been proven to work on for us is just as a mosquito repellent. Our colony spotlight this week is on Mama Wu. Before he was neutered, our dominant Tom OC would leave the colony for weeks at a time. I can only assume to make sure that he spread the ginger gene to all the surrounding farms. After he was fixed, he would still wander off for a few weeks now and then, but would return with a new cat or two in tow. One such cat was Mama Wu. A gray and white domestic short hair, Wu had a gray marking on her back, nearly identical to the signature W in Wu-Tang Clan. She was extremely feral, and never quite trusted that I was not going to steal and eat her babies. It was early spring when she had her litter of five kittens in a heated cat house in the garage, but as they grew, she frequently moved them around the property to make sure I never really knew where they were on any given day. When the kittens were ready to be weaned, she decided she'd actually rather starve than go under the drop trap or inside a regular trap. I was finally able to get her and her kittens in one go by using the crate she had sometime used in the garage. I put their dinner inside, a blanket over the top so she could feel safe, and once she and all five kittens were inside, I slid the door shut and brought them all inside in one go. She made it her business to declare her annoyance every day she was inside by peeing on my bed every time she was left free to roam around the room. Not long after she was successfully closed for reproductive business, she moved on again, three of her five kittens with her. Two remain with me still, Jane and Tad Cooper. They are vocal, friendly cats, but still have their mother's strong sense of distrust of people. They'll accept head scratches while they eat and will let themselves in if they find the door open, 
but will immediately revert back to their inner feral if the door is shut behind them. No pain on my bed though, so that's a big improvement. Though she was a transient part of the colony for a few brief months, I'm glad to know that wherever she's retired back to, she'll never have to worry about hiding another litter from a giant food monster ever again. That's all for this week. If you have any questions, you can reach us at lifeinthecatlanepod at gmail.com, on Instagram and TikTok at lifeinthecatlanepod. And now I'll leave you with a word from Tad Cooper. <laughs>